0: Welcome to Smashville Live, here live at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville, located at 1003 Russell Streets, right on the corner of 10th and Russell, right off of Five Points. Uh, joined, of course, this evening by former Predators player J.P. Dumont. My name's Braden Gall, alongside... There you go, you can cheer, it's okay. Like, you, can, <laughs> you can cheer for him. Uh, and Ryan Porth, you can cheer for him, too, if you want. Nah, uh, you don't have to. <laughs> um, obviously, want to uh, thank our, our sponsors tonight. Uh, Smashville Live, of course, brought to you every single week by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill, Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. I do want to let everybody know you can register to win a pair of tickets to the Calgary game on Halloween evening. That will be so boring. I'm telling you. Bridgestone Arena on Halloween night. <laughs> Not fun at all. So we have two tickets. We're going to give those away in the final segment of the show tonight. So come on down, register, and uh, have a chance to win. I believe it's over here to our right. So come on down and register, and we'll give away a couple of tickets. Uh, tonight You got? we got uh, Nash and the energy team here uh, as well. Uh, JP, after all that lengthy introduction there, good to see you, man. How are you doing? Really good. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, we appreciate having you. And and obviously this team is off to a, an unprecedented start on, on offense, and you're leading the league in the NHL in goals scored, which is something I don't think many Predators fans have ever heard before. And um, <laughs> it, it is, it's just a different team to watch, it feels like. So just through your eyes, what have you seen in, in a very short season, very small sample size, but what have you seen that's been the difference that has led to all of the offense that they've had so far in six games?
1: Well, it's definitely confidence. Uh, you know what I mean? Like right away from training camp, you can tell that uh, – you know having two top line you know i mean like uh if i remember correct like in 2006 when i was in my first year too that was pretty much the same setup like not as powerful but we had three lines who can score like i think we had eight or nine guys who scored 20 goals that year like we had uh pretty much the same setup and right now those guys are playing with confidence uh obviously you know the season and last year like you know didn't end up like the way that everybody was hoping for so like there was a little bit of uh you know uh, long summer, so guys were excited about coming back to play, and uh, it's definitely showing right now. You, you mentioned the 06-07
2: the team that you played with, and some of those names, Korea, Leguan, Sullivan, you're, you obviously, Dumont, Arnett, Erat, Hartnell, Radulov, traded for Peter Forsberg at the deadline. That was an embarrassment of riches back then. You
0: didn't have to mention Radulov. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: but he was, he was a talented rookie back then. No and what did... so? When you guys were healthy back then, you had three lines that could score at any moment during any game. What did that do for you guys in terms of facing opponents and opponents having to decide, okay, are we going to put our emphasis on this line, that line, or the other line in terms of trying to slow down the, the Preds'
1: time? Yeah, obviously, like, it was really hard uh, to play matchup against us back then, uh, you know what I mean, like uh, like you said, like every night was a different line, pretty much. Like you know what I mean, like scoring like maybe like uh, the extra goals, but like uh, we were pretty uh, consistent all year long with like the three lines, and even like I said, we had some big goals from our fourth lines, like and like I said, I I, I don't like to call it that way, but you know what I mean, <laughs> like uh, you know those guys like uh, like didn't have as much ice time, still uh, you know put up some pretty good points for us that year, but. Uh, it all started, like I said, with confidence. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, especially, again, a puck-moving defenseman like we have this year. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, to uh, try to get out of our zone quick and, uh, you know, first pass right on the tape. So, it's always uh, fun when you afford, when you know that uh, your first pass will be right on the tape. So, that was the highest-scoring team in regular season
2: history for the Nashville Preds with 272 goals. If the Preds continue at their, their pace <laughs> right now, give me the number. they would score 382 goals this year. God, More than 100. 100- than, uh, than the team record.
0: So, uh, I guess the question then is, is how can you sustain it? And more importantly, what is Matt Duchesne doing to sustain it? Because he's the difference, right? He's the different piece here this year. Uh, and, and you have some pretty bold thoughts on what Matt Duchesne can do
1: if he continues at this clip. Well, like I said, like just because of that line, right? You know what I mean? Like they all comp- like can complete each other really well. And uh, you know, I will not be surprised if he, he, like, I will love to bet right now. I think he's going to get 90 points this year. <laughs> Wow. I really believe so. Like, just because of the way that, you know I mean, especially the, now the power play is rolling. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, last year, there was definitely, uh, you know, something that the press lack in. And, uh, but uh, right now, the power play is rolling really well. Uh, I really believe that, uh, you know, they're using the download, pl- download play a lot more than they did in the past. Uh, I thought they relied too much on the defensemen uh, last year, right? You know what I mean? Yes, we had, like, some unbelievable defenseman good with the puck but uh you know on the power play i really believe that when you start everything down low uh meaning that like all the forwards and every all the killers like on the ice I have to make sure they turn and have the puck like head on the swivel they call mm-hmm. so that create a lot more and uh, you can tell like those low play and like you know with harvidsson in the slot like it's uh it, it's fun to watch Smashville Live here,
0: uh, live, of course, at uh, Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville. Smashville Live uh, on ESPN 1025, the game, uh, Ryan Porth, Braden Gall, J.P. Dumont played from uh, uh, five years for the Preds, and that 90 points, for those that don't know, that 90 points would be a Preds record, single-season record, Paul Correa's number at 82, so uh, blowing past that number in theory. But you mentioned the power play, and I wanted to ask, just in general, when you guys were going through, because last year is just basically inexplicable, right? Like, even Peter Laviolette at the end of the season – went on a, a, a rambling soliloquy about how he tried literally everything to fix the power play. He's brought in a new coach. How difficult is it when you've tried everything, when you're going through a, a spell where maybe you're not scoring the way you expect to, and you go through that, and, and mentally, how do you work your way out of it? Is there a trick at all? Like, Because w- w- clearly it's working now.
1: Yeah, it's definitely like try to keep it simple. Uh, obviously, like if you go back two years ago, remember like uh, the, the season that we had with our defensemen, with like point-wise goals right you know what i mean so the confidence was there for those guys and when you start the season like last year and the power play is not going and now you're looking it's like oh my goodness look at the guys we have here so like you always look for like the perfect play and start to instead of try to just keep it simple you know puck to the net you know traffic go for rebounds like we're always looking for the perfect pass perfect play you know what i mean like and after that the puck was always ended up 200 feet from uh the par <laughs> play zone would we'll come back you know what i mean like so uh it's it's all about confidence like uh, like i said like you know what i mean like uh it's like any other sports but hockey player like you know what i mean like uh you know Keep, we keep need confidence. Like when things go well, right? You know, we don't change underwear, we don't change socks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're, uh, it's uh, when things go well, we don't want to change anything. So right now, like I'm pretty sure that uh, you know it's gonna keep rolling. Like pro- maybe, probably not at that pace. Like when you know, mm-hmm. I think we have a power play goal at each game so far. Uh, that will be nice. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, what I mean, like just like you know, just create some scoring chance. And not losing uh, momentum of the game, right? You know, that's what the power play is for. Obviously, it's to go get that big goal or, like I said, sometimes just to change the momentum. But you don't want to have, like, you know what I mean, like to get scored on or, like, literally, like, have no shots on that or no attempt and, like, you know, just get a uh, momentum back to the other team. It, we're talking about the power play here. And the power play, it
2: just kind of feels like there was a reset button that was hit in the offseason, and it looks completely different than anything we've seen in the last couple years. And you mentioned Victor Arvidsson and how they have almost like a a set play where they get the puck down to uh, Matt Duchesne below the goal line, and then it's a quick one-touch pass out to Arvidsson in the slot. What does kind of utilizing Arvidsson in a different fashion than just kind of being a primary jump screener, uh, on the power play, what does that do to kind of open up all the
1: the different options that that well, they have at their disposal? I really believe like uh, you know with that setup right now it 's really hard to defend because like you know with Matt Duchesne, as like uh, like I mentioned it before like he's uh, he 's definitely a, a special player that can make uh, any passing out there, right? It's not just, like, that pass to and He can uh, bring the puck, you know, like, between his leg, like uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Mr. Forsberg yeah. do sometimes. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? He's got so many options. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, right now, it's, like, where, like, the Preds power play, like, they're in, a, in, like, shooting mode. I don't know if you noticed that. But, like, you know, it's one pass a shot, you know, go for rebound. And then we score some big go for rebound. And uh, with... Duchesne right beside the net two on the goal line he's not afraid like you know to get on traffic score some big goals in front of the net so uh it's definitely uh you know a huge advantage for the Preds and I really like Orv- Arvidsson right in the slot right there last year a few times he was like on the top but not on the top but like in the bottom of the umbrella on the top side and uh obviously like he's a goal scorer but he doesn't have like you know Stamkos or Ovechkin shot obviously so I think that's his perfect spot for him. It's right there in the slot, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, right? right he, he's not afraid to go in front, but like you know, with his size, uh, he's, you know, what I mean, like he's not really like blocking the view of the goalie, right? Yeah. You know, let's be <laughs> honest here, like you know, what I mean, but like uh, he will definitely go for those rebounds. So I think that uh, that setup right now works really well. And they almost scored on that set plate again last yep, night yep, in absolutely. The third period. Yeah,
0: whatever they're doing on the power play, it's it's clearly working. Now again, can they maintain this pace? Is virtually impossible to ask him to do that. Uh, you, you talked about, um, and I, I find it interesting, the personality, the psychology of a locker room. And, and even if you have a lot of guys back, like this team does, right, They really they traded essentially P.K. Subban for Matt Duchesne by and large. But it's largely the same core guys, 15, 18 guys that are basically the same. Um, you, you know, you played on five different teams here, um, certainly some different faces in different places. But just try to explain to the fans maybe how each year – The personality of a locker room can change Because I feel like this locker room And it's not just about PK not being here But this locker room feels more I don't know if it's a chip on their shoulder If it's motivated There's a different vibe And every locker room every year is a different personality maybe explain how that happens for a group of guys in a locker room that are going to battle every every night in, on a, in a hockey game
1: well this uh this core of players has been together for a few years now right mm-hmm. you know and i mean like after losing to pittsburgh right you know what i mean like uh expectations were really high like you know for them to win the cup there like the last two years and uh you know what i mean like like i said it was a disappointed uh you know not season they're disappointed in the playoff and uh it's a long summer like when you uh, you expect it to be uh, to, to go all the way and uh, you're not, uh, you have a lot of time to think, right? So like when uh, the boys were back, like I said, like you know, it's almost like uh, I don't want to say it was a good thing, but you know what I mean? Like it was just like it's been such a long summer that when they came back, everybody's like was excited to be back, you know what I mean? And they knew like I said, right? You know what I mean? Like Lashi was just like, let's touch that reset button, and then, you know what I mean? We have a really good team. We have a core. A player here that, uh, you know, what I mean, we can go all the way here again, so we just make sure that, uh, you know, it's fun to play again. Well,
0: it, it is, it's, I can't, I almost can't put my finger on the difference, um, but it feels, there's just a different vibe. I don't know, Ryan, if you've picked up on this as well. Uh, like, I totally agree. It's just a different vibe, and again, maybe it's just the excitement of a new season, maybe the bad taste in your mouth of getting eliminated by the stars, but it, it there's just a different sort of motivation or focus again i can't i don't know exactly what it is and i've never played in a locker room
2: so <laughs> well, like, sometimes it is
1: no sometimes it is and like i said like you know obviously I, st- I still know some guys on the team but like i'm not around the locker room so i cannot tell you like right. sometimes it is a spark right you know what i mean like just you know some new faces like you know what i mean like uh they, like you know a Fabro coming in like you know bring some like some little bit of youth even if we have a young team right, you know what I mean, that we're still mm-hmm. late 20s and we have some yeah. young kids coming in, you know what I mean, like, and, uh, and I know for a fact, like, a guy like Pecco, right, you know what I mean, like, he always, like, you know, bring, uh, you know, the, the good attitude in the locker room with Roman and stuff like that, so I think it's just, like I said, you know what I mean, it's just, like, a reset button, and right now, like, everybody's, like, you know, everybody's buying in.
0: Real quickly, what, what have you seen from Dante Fabro in, in just, a, like, what, 10 games in the NHL?
1: <sighs> really impressed, uh, especially now, like, you know what I mean, like, uh, the game changed. It's a fast game. Uh, I remember when I started it, like you know, that young rookies like that, especially as defenseman. Like you know, I mean, there's no way like those guys were coming in with like you know that with, like to be so like composed out there and just calm and making the plays that he's making. And he looks like a, you know like a ten-year vet right now. In uh, you know, I mean, like he's definitely gonna be uh, you know some somebody to watch in the future. And uh, like I said, right now, I think he's surrounded by. Really uh, good defenseman as well, so that, that uh, definitely will help his game a lot.
0: Guys, we'll take a quick pause here from Boombaz, Craft Pizza, and Tap House. This is Smashville Live. You can clap. That's right. You can cheer. We'll take a quick break here. J.P. Dumont, of course, here, formerly of the National Predators. Ryan Porth, Braden Gall, all of our great sponsors, of course, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill, Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. We will be right back on Smashville Live, ESPN 1025, the game is streaming on the Game Nashville app. This is Smashville Live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville, located at 1003 Russell Street. That's 10th and Russell, right off of five points there. J.P. Dumont here with myself, Braden Gall, and, and Ryan Porth. And uh, I will remind everybody, I've been, I've been given new information. Uh, new information has come to light, man. And the, we are re- giving away two tickets to the Calgary Flames game uh, on Halloween night. So it's already going to be a crazy night at Bridgestone Arena, but... I've been given new information that also it is a Philip Forsberg bobblehead night that has been confirmed by a second source. Uh, good, good avid listener here, Kathleen at the bar. Hey, Kathleen, how are you doing? Yeah, she's not listening. She's not listening. She's yeah. focused in on her Astros. She informed me that it's Philip Forsberg bobblehead night. So the first 8,000 people will get uh, a Philip Forsberg bobblehead, and we will be giving those away in about 30 minutes. So yeah. uh, stay tuned for that. Who um, doesn't
2: want to go to a Pratt's home game on Halloween night with a Forsberg bobblehead giveaway? I zero people. Yeah. <laughs> um, special thanks, of
0: course, to our great sponsors, new Amsterdam vodka, spring hill heating and cooling and red spirits and wine for making all of this possible. The energy team's out here as well. Um, and, and so JP Dumont joining us here and, and JP let's get, uh, I, I love sort of the origin story of, of professional athletes and how they get to where, they sort of reached this ultimate goal and you got to play so many years and so many games in the NHL, something I'm assuming you, you grew up dreaming about. So take us through sort of your youth and how you ended up on hockey and how you ended up on the path that led you to, you know, 12 years in the NHL playing the sport at the highest level in the world.
1: Well, obviously I'm from Montreal. So like, uh, growing up, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's, it's in our blood. Like, uh, everybody starts skating at a really young age. And, uh, I just pick up hockey when I was four years old and, uh, fell in love with it right away uh i remember even growing up like i said even during the summer uh you know i mean that's why it's hard here in nashville with the youth hockey right it's the summers are so hot yeah that uh you know like you tell the you know the boys to go play hockey outside but i did that growing up uh obviously like if i was not on the ice i was playing uh hockey in the street and street hockey and stuff like that but like it's always been uh uh, in my blood and even now like i said right i mean like uh, being done uh, i still play men's league here in nashville i love it and i mean like uh, it's hard for me to just say like i'm done i just i, I just want to keep playing the, the first the phrase first freeze is not a thing people in nashville understand as
0: somebody who was born in wisconsin like you couldn't wait for the first freeze because you're about to go out yeah. and knock your buddies around a little bit and that's not something we normally have down here it's, it's not uh no. part of the nashville culture. no it was 100 not. degrees on opening night <laughs> yes a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, so let's, I, I want to hear about your first shift. That, that's what I want to hear about. What, what, like, do you remember what's going through your head?
1: You know, are you just panicked? Are you uh, scared, I like, was minus one, that? so I definitely remember. Uh-oh. So, um, <laughs> uh Oh, so obviously I was with the Blackhawks at that time. And uh, I, I was playing in, uh, in Portland, Maine, and I get called up. Uh, that was back in the days. Like I said, now teams are really much better at like, uh, you know what I mean? Like if they bring somebody up, uh, for example, like, you know what I mean? Like, if the press going to call up uh, Tolvanen, but they're not going to have him play four minutes in the fourth line, right? They're going right. to try to. Yeah. Well, back then, that's what happened, right? My first shift uh, with the Blackhawks was with uh, Bob Probert and uh, Mark Jensen. So, oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, a kid would come up. You know what I mean? Nobody touched me. That's for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was safe, but uh, I didn't see much of the puck that night. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, but my first shift, yeah, we got scored on. And, uh, oh. Against the Leafs, and I actually finished minus four that game. So, yeah, I remember... you know, I remember the game. I remember uh, the coach coming in and, uh, you know, telling me that I was going back to Portland that, that pretty much <laughs> the same night. And uh, But uh, right after that, uh, you know, a few games later, I get called up again and, uh, you know, never look back after that. And you ended the season with a plus seven, yeah. plus minus. So yes. it, bounce back. Yeah, it, that yes. was a nice b- bounce, bounce back, back there, JP. But like <laughs> I said, like, you know, I, when we talk about, like, sometimes, like, players and, like, you know what I mean, like, uh, find your niche and stuff like that. It's the same thing happened to me there. Uh, you know, Dirk Graham was the coach at that time, and uh, every time I was getting called up, like I was playing in the fourth line, uh, you know what I mean? Like and, you know, like I said, I have so much respect for those guys, but, you know, I mean, obviously they were not, like, you know, like the uh, the skilled guys that I was supposed to be on, on the line with. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, coach got fired. A new coach came in, called me up, put me on the line with Eric Dawze and Joseph Mara, and poof, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> after that, that was it. So, the, so that was your NHL debut yes. that night against Toronto. Did you
2: have a welcome to the NHL moment? I hear, mm. I hear players all the time say maybe in their fifth or sixth game they they got laid out and that was like, okay, I'm now in the NHL. Did, it Did you ever Scott Stevens? <laughs> yeah, well,
1: actually, yes. Uh, I, I don't remember what maybe it was one of my first few games. Yeah, and I was against uh, Philadelphia. And I was uh, that big line of uh, Lindros, uh, Leclerc, right, and Rennberg. Right, right. So those guys were about the uh, six three or six four was the shortest guy on that line. Yeah. And I got hit twice on the same shift with those guys, <laughs> like, and I mean, and that was it. Oh. Like I was like, oh my goodness, like, you know, I'm still alive, so I'm gonna be okay. Like if I get hit by those guys <laughs> in all full speed, you're gonna I, make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna be okay here. So, <laughs> but that was definitely a big test.
0: Well, and, and so, how about the the first time you you get to Nashville? Um, for those that don't know, you were a free agent, and and obviously you you have four children as well. For those that don't know, you have four daughters. I got questions about that <laughs> coming up in a minute, but um, you decide to to come to Nashville um, right around the same time as the Preds franchise is sort of dealing with this whole off season of of maybe they're going to move to to Canada or maybe not. Just sort of, what was the mindset about coming to? Nashville? Why Nashville? Why did you guys ultimately decide, outside of, of course, the, the money?
1: Well, <laughs> obviously, like, when uh, what happened with my situation is, like, I was with the Sabres at that time, and uh, I went to arbitration. Uh, there was four guys with the Sabres at that time went to arbitration. So, like, uh, we all went to arbitration, and I won my case. Speaking away, that uh, uh, I was awarded, like, a, a salary that uh, the Sabres could not afford because of that salary cap. And uh, so I became a free agent but i was at the end of the summer so like i was not like a july 1st free agent sign yeah. i was really late in the summer if i'm not if, if i'm correcting and maybe like august 7 or 8 i think i signed with the preds so um there was not a lot of team with a space gap you know what i mean like uh, cape space i'm sorry and uh preds i uh, got a call from uh, david Poyle, and uh you know, so I'm like, oh, okay, like, I'm looking in the lineup, I'm like, oh, wow, you know what I mean, like, that's a pretty good lineup, so I called him back, I was like, you know, where, like, you know, where do you guys see me on that lineup, and, like, you know, like, tell me, like, you know, probably with uh, Sullivan and uh, Jason Arnott, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I, I play with Sully a little bit in Chicago, I knew, like, you know, what kind of guy he was, but what kind of player he is as well, and I'm like, Okay. You know what I mean? I made my decision really easy. So, like, uh, we came. I uh, mean, my wife, we had our brand-new uh, newborn at that time. Find a house in two days. And, you know what I mean? And <laughs> after that, like uh, like I told you before, like, not even a month in, like, in the season, my wife said, like, I don't care where you go. After that, like, I'm not leaving. So, <laughs> so
0: you were here for in, – in, how old were you at the time?
1: I was 28. So, in, married
0: new new daughter yes and you're coming to a new city you've probably only been to as a visiting
1: player a few times and a month in your wife says we're not leaving yeah she said like i love it here like i want to stay here so and uh <laughs> right away though we fell in love like i said not just the fact that it's a great place to play hockey but it's a, such a great place to raise your, your kids and uh everybody was so nice right away like you know like at one point like you know what i mean like i was wondering like why is everybody everybody was so nice here you know what I mean it's just like the culture and everything because uh, let's be honest I was in Chicago and you know Buffalo, New Buffalo, York where yeah. like you know what I mean everything is stress and you know what I mean like uh, I remember using my horn in my car here and I got some looks like I never used it again after that right you know what I mean like uh, but, very rude uh, of you. Jimmy. Yes, that yeah. was very, very like, that was my New York way, right? But uh, no, we fell in love uh, with with the, the the people in Nashville and the city here, and uh, you know, what I mean, like uh, that's definitely home for us now. So you played in Buffalo, obviously at that time, and
2: still now, a very rabid fan base up there in Buffalo. There's not much else to do in Buffalo other than Sabres hockey and Apples Bill's Peace. football. Oh yeah, there you go. So you come here to Nashville, and that was the season. In which there were some um, attendance issues, despite you guys having a very successful season, hundred ten point regular season. But now, thirteen years later, it is a rabid fan base. Every single night, a sellout streak, uh, over a hundred going. How have you seen this market
1: go from what it was when you first stepped in to Nashville to what it is today? Well, every little details, like you mentioned, uh, you can tell though the fan base was always like you know what I mean like so supportive of the players and the team. Uh, You know, I mean, we had some issue a little bit, like, you know, with ownership and, uh, you know, some corporation money, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, the fan base was always so loud and so, like, you know what I mean? Like, everywhere we went, uh, did stuff for the city, like, they were always supportive and so nice. and, uh, And it just, out of the sun, like, you know what I mean? When they were, like, you know what I mean? Like, when they were really scared of the team moving, like, you can tell, like, you know, the full city just embark on that like you know that journey and like you know after that it's just been like you know what it is right now. But uh everything from youth hockey, you know I mean like I remember uh you know going on the ice uh you know at uh at A game and uh you know I mean like and uh, seeing the kids like uh, maybe 10 kids on the ice, like, you know what I mean? And now, like, you go, it's, like, you know, like, yeah. 150 on the ice, you, right? You can't you know I mean? schedule like, ice time yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly. So, like, it's just growing. It's just been awesome, uh, and, and uh, it's fun to be part of it. Like I said, uh, you know, what I'm doing right I really enjoy what I'm doing right now. Well, you,
2: you, you mentioned how it was still loud. It was still very supportive. One of the loudest moments I've ever heard in Bridgestone Arena, you scored a shorthanded goal in game two against San Jose back in 07. And the place just went absolutely bonkers in that game. And you guys were killing penalties, like, the entire second period. And then you scored that shorthanded goal. S- still, to this day, one of the loudest
1: moments I have ever heard in that building. Yeah, I still watch that clip. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <like. laughs> it's, uh, it was definitely special. Like I said, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, especially with uh, the high expectation we had, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it, like it was the same thing, right? You know, like, off, like we ran out to a, like not a hard goalie but like you know what I mean we can figure it out like you know to to get those big goals to mm-hmm. uh, to beat San Jose that year but uh you know what I mean like that was such a an amazing uh, season an amazing year like uh here for me here in Nashville and uh I still like I said like you know watch those uh, replay on uh, on YouTube and uh, a few DVDs at home <laughs>
0: Well, we'll continue this conversation with J.P. Dumont. We'll get into a little bit more of the evolution of the Smashville fan base, of course, and obviously all the work that you're doing here locally with, uh, with youth hockey as it's changed significantly over the last 10 years. So we'll get to that in just a few minutes when we come back. Ryan Porth, Braden Gall here. This is Smashville Live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Smashville. Again, our wonderful sponsors, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. We'll be right back. This is ESPN 1025 The Game. Welcome back Smashville Live here from Boomba's Craft Pizza Tap House. I will be getting some pizza and beer momentarily as soon as I'm not working with my boss anymore. Ditto. Uh, welcome back, of course. JP Dumont here, Ryan Porth, Braden Gall. Uh, Smashville Live brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, Red Spirits and Wine. Again, reminder, we have two tickets to the Calgary game on Halloween night Philip Forsberg bobblehead night. We are going to give those away here in just a few minutes. If you don't mind, JP, I'll put you to put you to work a little bit and make you reach in there and pull out a name. Sounds so we'll good. give uh, we'll give away two tickets um, coming up here in just a few minutes. Again, Halloween night against Calgary. I I can't imagine what else will be going on in town. That'll be better than that. So um, uh, just real real quickly, kind of looking back on the evolution of Smashville and how we've gotten to this point where now we've got all the youth hockey. We've got a second rink now open in Bellevue. And we'll get to all that stuff, but. Let's go back to the Stanley Cup against Pittsburgh, and and you being able to see it as a former player, um, as an as a did you ever think in your wildest imagination that you would see th- th- that kind of event take place in our city? I, I mean, how how special was it to see it as a former player?
1: Obviously, it was a lot bigger than everybody was expecting. But like you know, what I mean, you can see like you said the evolution. Like you know, what I mean, like that. Round by round, you know what I mean. Like game by game, like you know what I mean. Like it's becoming, like I said, like you know what I mean. Like uh, not just, like I said, like hockey city, but it's a Pred city. You know what I mean. Like uh, uh, I'm not a football fan, obviously. You know what I mean. Like uh, growing up in Canada, You're like, not you not know, anything. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. But like you can tell that Nashville now, you know what I mean. Like is really coming in, like you know what I mean. Like a hockey city, and uh, you know what I mean. It's it's amazing, and like uh, just walking to. Uh, to the rink and watching like you know like so many people just outdoor like you know what i mean like uh, uh especially with the weather was unbelievable and uh, just be able to see like you know the downtown nashville like you know what i mean like uh the strip and everything and get ready for the game it was just amazing and like i said like uh we came close definitely but uh you know good things come ahead like i know for uh, you know it's coming
0: did you have a chance to take it all in i know you have for those that don't know you have four daughters and couple years ago they, they'd they be obviously tell me how old they are now
1: 15 13 11 and almost nine
0: so you know under 10 and then probably you know a 12 year old at the time did you guys have a chance to take it all in at all get the kids out at all during that
1: during uh that yes life? i bring the girls like you know like uh you know a few games during the season uh, obviously like i said like earlier like uh uh it's it's getting better now you know what i mean they have their favorite players you know what i mean like uh I, I, I don't i don't Roman. take it personally yeah no <laughs> like they have uh you know like uh, but now with mike uh, retired too so it helped me out now like uh, but uh they all have their favorite players so uh it, it's a lot of fun though like yeah. i said like uh my girls don't play hockey they play a lot of sports but like uh you know i mean like i said it's in my blood you know what i mean like uh, they got that from me and uh, they just love watching it and uh, they really understand the game, so that's why I really enjoy like you know watching the games with them. Like they're really uh, in the game, and they you know I mean like they know what's going on. So it's a, it's a lot of fun.
2: We've talked a lot about the evolution of the fan base. One evolution that's been fun to watch over the years has been the evolution of Pecorino. You saw him as a rookie back when when he first broke in. Even a couple cups of coffee before he he stuck in the in the
1: National Hockey League. Are you even surprised that he's still doing what he is doing at his age? No, no. Like, yeah, he's such a – he competes at, like, everything he does in life. Like, you know what I mean? It's a it's a competition. And he's, like, uh, right away when he started, we everybody knew. Everybody knew that uh, he was going to be, like, you know, what he is right now. And, uh, and know, uh, like, uh, it looks like he's not even slowing down. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, like uh, – he's a tremendous athlete and you can just say like you know the way that he approached the game and it changed a little a few tweaks there and there every year like just to get better and better all the time but uh you know what was like you know still unbelievable right now and i think it's really helped like a guy like you, Saros as well it's just like watching him like in practice how he's taking pride of like making sure that nobody scores on him all the time it was so much fun and practice for the shooters like me like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. to really make it hard to to score so like you know what i mean like he uh, he always had that aspect and like i said like i know uc was the same way but like it's hard not to be hard going when your goalie right you know wants to stop everything <laughs> and it's using his yeah. head like you know when i came in the league in uh, 1998 if you hit the goalie in the head, like, you know, by accident, the goalie would get off the ice, mad, anything like that. You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? And Pekka was, like, the other way around. He was right. almost, like, like you know, hit me again, right? You know what I mean? Like, he was just, like, using his head to make save, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, it was definitely uh, something, uh, something special. And uh, you can see, like, right now, like, you know, even at his age, like… Uh, the way he's playing right now, it's it's amazing. He's not any
0: different,
2: he's not any different in practice today either.
1: Oh yeah, like he's, he's the same. same, same exactly oh, yeah, right.
0: it's like come on guys, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah try harder. Exactly. Yeah. And,
2: and the acrobatic saves that he used to make, he's not making as much anymore. It seems like because he's he's well positioned and he's always in the right place at the right time. Instead of you know, it not a, an indictment on what he used to be, but it seemed like he had to flail around and make yeah. highlight reel saves on a nightly basis. It doesn't feel like he has to do that as much anymore
1: well you know he's really athletic like i said so he was using that as well you know i mean to make some big save once in a while but now like i said like you know like with a few tweaks you know in his games that uh you know i mean like he's more positioned now like i said like he 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 plays both ways right you know i mean like by doing that like you know i mean like he knows how to block that puck when the same time he's ready to make like you know that you know that split save or like that coming across you know with a glove save at the end I i
2: wonder if some of the injuries that he sustained kind of in the middle of his career ha- have kind of forced him to not be as acrobatic to to extend the shelf life of his career
1: it could be you know what i mean uh, obviously like a, you know what i mean like when you uh you know you try to do the split like he does all the time like you know injury <laughs> like will six, happen five, looking like yes. out there yes <laughs>
0: it's a taxing thing to do yes sending the NHL <laughs> yeah at that age
1: so but like you know like the, the uh, like you said the evolution of him since he got in the league to now is just like you know what i mean like we knew he was going to be that goalie but uh you know, what I mean, like it's it's his love for the game too. Like he's always has a smile on. You know, what I mean, like and he's he's a tremendous teammate. Like he's uh, one of the best teammates I had uh, playing. That's for sure. JP Dumont joining us here on Smashville
0: Live. Ryan Porth, and Gall. Uh, and what? What? First of all, what was your relationship with 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 David Poyle? Like, what is it that makes him so good to play for? And the family atmosphere he creates. And then. Sort of a secondary question is, did you have a chance to talk at all with, with Barry Trotz after he won his cup recently?
1: No, I did not. Uh, obviously, like, uh, if I see him in the game, I would definitely say, like, you know, like, he well-deserved. But uh, uh, the thing with, uh, you know, with David Poyle and the Preds organization is just, like, right away when you sign a contract or you're even on the tryout with some of the players, you feel right at home right away. They make you feel at home. It's always, like, a, you know, family mentality right away. Um, they make sure that your wife, your kids, if you have some, like, you know, when you're a free agent, like I said, like, everything is taken care of all the time. Um, you know, really honest with you, uh, you know what I mean? So that makes it, like, a lot of fun. There's no, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I would say, like... Uh I cannot really say that word like I'm trying to find a word like no bull uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. with him right it's straight up no baloney all, <laughs> yeah no baloney thank you here we go uh, but you know what I mean like he's uh, he's always been that guy but like I said like yeah, he makes you and like he makes everybody in your family been part of uh, the Prez organization uh, that's definitely uh, something really special so that's why players wants to come here right you know what i mean like uh it's not just like you know like i said a country club you know what i mean like you know we want to win you know what i mean there's a there's a structure but like you know what i mean the kids and families are always uh you know something really important in the organization, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun for free agents to sign. Well, speaking of
0: kids, obviously you're still very much involved here locally, as you um, uh, you participate with, and it's U14, is that correct?
1: Correct this year, yes.
0: So tell a little bit, tell everybody a little bit about what you do here locally, and maybe how it's changed, because again, we're, we're opening up new sheets of ice all over the city. There's more kids playing than ever before. Just Take us through what you're doing right now and, and maybe how, what you would recommend to parents of maybe young children that are kind of getting into the sport.
1: Well, obviously, like I said, there's so many good programs now starting, you know what I mean, for young kids who wants to, be like, I say kids because, like, now girls hockey is, like, you know, getting really popular. Uh, that's something that's uh, tremendous here in Nashville as well. But uh, uh, obviously all those, like, learn to skate programs, right, you know what I mean? Like, that will be my first advice, you know what I mean? Like, for parents with young, ch- uh, young kids who uh, wants to play hockey, uh, put them to uh, learn to skate first. Uh, the the biggest mistake that parents do is just like put them in <laughs> hockey right away, and the kids uh, don't know how to skate, right. and they don't like the game because they cannot stand up or they right. cannot touch the puck, right? So like make sure that the kids learn to uh, how to skate first, and uh, and after that, like you know, there's so many good like you know, learn to play, learn to skate, learn to play hockey. There's so many good programs with the Preds, and uh, you know, I mean, like uh, it's. Uh, it's growing and growing you know what i mean i can like i said in a few years like you know i can't wait to have like a real like i said like you know born and raised and play all this youth hockey here in nashville getting drafted when did you know you wanted to to coach youth hockey <laughs> i didn't really want to right uh, when it started like uh, right after i retired like i went uh, play uh, one year in switzerland I, uh, I came back and uh there was uh, some issues with uh so in the junior press program back then you know what i mean like uh I wanted to coach could not, uh coach like you know, the rest of the season. So they just asked me if I want to just fill in, and uh, I said yes. And uh, I had I had a blast. But like right away, like you know, what I mean, like uh, yeah, they they kind of sucked me in pretty good. Like telling <laughs> all the parents I was going to be back the next year and Uh-oh. the kids. And so well, then you uh, no looking back. At that yeah. Point. So that was like there was no turning back. But uh, I really enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and like I said, there's a lot of travel right now involved. And, uh, you know, and my family is really supportive. And uh, it's uh, like I said, like it's uh, I cannot turn it off. Right. You know, what I mean, like right. I still watch it on TV. I got to play. So like uh, be on the ice and be able to uh, to give back, uh, you know, to uh, to the young kids playing hockey. Like uh, it's it's a blast.
0: Well, it sounds and again, because at that level. You're you're just teaching the fundamentals of the sport. So I mean, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but at that level, you're you're not trying to teach kids to go play in the NHL and be fancy, right? You're teaching, hey, this is what's going to help us win the game today because this is how this is. Does that, does that make does that question? Yeah, sense? it's a little
1: it's, bit of both, right? I mean, like uh, you know, obviously, like we want to make sure the the players develop, like you know, what I mean, getting better. Uh, but obviously, like. Uh, like it's still inside me. I want to win. Uh, like you know, I mean, I, everything I do, I want to win. Like uh, I, you, know, you should ask my girls that. Like uh, I don't let them win. I want to win at everything I'm doing. But uh, that'll suit them well later. Yes. Right? Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, like what uh, my plan is, like especially with that young bird here, is just to make sure that uh, they improve at uh, every game. Like you know, every practice, every time we step on the ice. But at the same time, like getting ready, like for you know, for next year, because like right. you mentioned, uh, it's second year contact for them. Uh, there's a few things that they still have to learn, and, uh, like, you know, I really enjoy doing that.
0: Is that the right age? Because um, we're having a lot of conversations about soccer with, you know, the header's been taken out of soccer for youth soccer. Football, obviously, there's a lot of conversations about making it a flag game until maybe high school. Hockey has its own checking rules as far as all, all the different leagues. Is that, is that the right age I think, I think so.
1: That? Like, uh, I really believe that, especially now, like, uh, most uh, – of uh, the travel team right you know what i mean they will play like contact and there will be body check and like if you go play like the Alice league uh, it will not be body check yet uh, i think that's the right call uh, you know usually when you get to the travel those are usually like for that birch here like you know some of the best skaters so like you know what i mean you can like you know integrate like you know body checking uh it's part of the game you know what i mean like even if it's like you know i'm not saying going away uh, it's a little bit faster now, you know what I mean? Like, in the game, that's uh, there's not a lot of body check because, like, if the guy turned at the last second or, you know what I mean, there's so many calls, uh, making calls, like, you know, getting call now that, uh, you know, there's not as uh, many body check than we used to have. When I played travel hockey, I, I gave up. I
2: retired from the sport of hockey the first year of uh, checking. Before the season even started, that's soft, dude. I'm a wuss. What can I say? I needed I needed sanctioned violence to be
0: good at sports. Like I needed I needed football and hockey in my life. No, it's. I think it's it's a really good conversation to have though because I think every sport is having it right now and we're all more aware of all of of, of, the stuff. And frankly, I I can think of so many times just in the last couple of seasons where you know I remember a Ryan Hartman hit where you know in in 1998 he would have buried a guy. But he pulls up and doesn't hit the head, and he makes sure he's responsible about it, and it's not a penalty, and it's just a different style. It's not any less physical, necessarily, but you're just doing it in a different way. Yes.
1: There's not a lot, like, you know I mean? Like, you know, I would say, like, uh, right, uh, middle ice hit anymore, right? You know I mean? They're more, like, on the forecheck, you know, uh, among the boards and stuff like that, but, like...
0: Maybe Austin Watson. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but you still need that, right? Because you want to keep everybody honest on the ice, like... uh, Obviously, like you know, there's so many talented player now. With like you know, like if you give them time and space, like you know, they're gonna make you look pretty bad. Doesn't matter who you are, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Like uh, those guys coming full speed, so uh, you still have to uh, to keep that game physical. Still, nothing like Jordan Tutu back when you were with the Preds. <laughs> uh, he, he has to be the strongest guy I ever like play with. Seen, uh, you know, like I don't care what people say, like the size, like. I saw him hit guys like you know I was on the bench watching him and like you know my my back was cracking just watching him hit guys <laughs> like I never seen that before you, I never seen a tank like that
0: Did you hit um, Mike Fisher much at all I'm assuming
1: Yeah I'd play against him a lot especially in like, yeah. stories
0: about how heavy that dude was Yes
1: but like nothing compared <laughs> nothing to Jordan compared. Tutu no <laughs> No Jordan Tutu is like something special like oh, he was oh, those are all good words for it. Yes. <laughs> or sounds. Yeah. Um, all
0: right, we'll take a quick pause. We're going to come back, give away some tickets to the Calgary game on Halloween night. Uh, Ryan bringing bringall alongside former Preds player J.P. Dumont. This is Smashville Live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tapouts in East Nashville, brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. This is ESPN 1025, the game and streaming on the Game Nashville app. Smashville Live here, live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Taphouse in East Nashville, right off of five points on 10th and Russell. Can't miss it. We've got the great playground for the kids, all the great pizza and beer. Ryan Porth, Braden Gall, former Preds player J.P. Dumont joining us here. We will give away some tickets here momentarily. Smashville Live, of course, is brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill, Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. All right, J.P., if you don't mind, I'm going to put you to work, and we're going to draw one lucky name and give away some tickets to the Calgary game. Coming up on Halloween, I don't. We don't have. We need a drum roll. Albert Spence. Albert Spence is our winner. So I believe Gina from promotions. Don't call us. We'll call you, and that will happen uh, probably tomorrow. I believe correct. So there's Albert Spence. Congratulations. Two tickets uh, to Calgary on Halloween night and Philip Forsberg bobblehead night. So get there early. He so. has to
2: be one of the first eight thousand fans. Yes. On Halloween night to get that Philip Forsberg bobblehead.
0: There you have it. All right, JP. Do you remember? At any point during your decade-and-a-half-long professional hockey career, maybe a, an annoying teenager who maybe <laughs> decided to take the jersey off your back. Do you, do you, rec- do you recall any of that?
1: Yeah, he started crying, actually. He was he crying. Did. Yeah, he was he crying. It was like an emotional moment for him?
0: <laughs> do you think it was the greatest moment of his life? And keep in mind, this man has not yeah. gotten married
2: yet he 's about to get married i 'm definitely top three that 's for sure <laughs> top five no, Ryan would you like to top explain five. would you like to explain what i 'm talking about well at the fan appreciation night every single uh season is typically like the last Saturday or one of the last home games of the home season, and I believe it was back in two thousand and nine I was lucky enough to see my name up on the the jumbotron during one of the intermissions of saying. So and so, you know th- this list of names report to the the fan information, information center. You have one a jersey off a player's back, and you will find out the player once you get down to the mm. information center. So how, how old were you at this time? I would have been probably nineteen. Okay, yeah, that's borderline. Hey, <laughs> look. <laughs> it's, acceptable. it's acceptable. Okay, okay. As long as you deem yeah. it well, acceptable, Braden.
0: I'm judge, jury, and executioner. In yeah.
2: This so I didn't really know what to expect. We went down to the Zamboni entrance, and it was a game that went to overtime, went to shootout, and Billy Koistinen won the game in a shootout against Columbus. I don't have a life, Braden. That's amazing and, that you remember that. Um, once the game was over, we walked out on the ice, and somebody was handing out the slips of the number that you were going to get. And I got 71. I was like, yes. Like, I didn't get a, a fourth liner or third <laughs> pair or, or a healthy scratch from the night. No, this is a 60-point. <laughs> I know. Guy. Yeah. Got the, uh, the jersey of someone who was a, a, a big deal that season. So that was pretty cool. I, it, the jersey is still hanging in a closet. In my parents' house in Franklin. So. Nice. should have brought it. Guys. I know. Oh, I, I know. I haven't been down there in, in a minute. So I, uh, oh, it's it's, it's not signed it. already, right? Because we signed right around here. Oh, yeah. yeah it is right. signed. Okay. So, okay. okay. Yes. There you go.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, and again, uh, we, we joke a little bit, Ryan. We give you a hard time. Um, but it is one of those things that is... It's the reason, for example, your wife automatically in, in a month knew that she wanted to be here, right? And we've talked about the family aspect of the organization. Um, I would like to switch a little bit, because we're going to look ahead. They play Ar- the Preds play Arizona, a place that for some reason they cannot collect points. I, I don't. Ryan, maybe you can explain it to me, because I can't explain I, it. I can't explain it either. Uh, this guy scored it? a
2: hat trick in there. Correct me if I'm wrong. You scored a hat trick in Glendale, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, how many people were there?
2: Uh, probably 17 18 <laughs> um, so I, I just they're all wearing a pretz jersey too right? <laughs> well, it's, it is
0: really amazing you mentioned kind of the the gold stands out so well on tv and the road games like you see a king's yeah. game and they they, they do the pan even if they're just following the puck you can see the fans like uh, they're all dotted and you can see pretz fans everywhere and it's it's really amazing um and you are part of building that so you, you should take a lot of pride in in what you guys accomplished and uh, David Poyle, just from an evaluation standpoint, we talked about Dante Frabro, we've talked about pecarine, um, all the young talent he's got on this team now. What, what, what is it that he sees? H- how, does he, how does he do it? How does he know when he sees something... And you're like, oh, that guy's gonna end up being Roman Yossi.
1: That guy's gonna end up being Matias Sekul. Shea Weber. How yeah. does he? He just. It's just. He churns them out. Well, obviously, he's that uh, definitely uh, a great staff with him. You know what I mean? Like uh, all those guys will go watch those, like you know, teams in Europe or you know, what I mean, like those junior games right. and like college games. Uh, he's definitely got a great, uh, you know, like scouting staff with him. But like I said, like those decisions that he made, like you know what I mean? Like uh, I don't see a lot of GM. Willing to make the trades that he made the last few years right no you know kidding. What I mean? like uh oh, you know what I mean like you look at Seth Jones right you know what i mean like he's a <laughs> he's a pretty good player, yeah, you know what I mean like and we got like on like a unbelievable player in return, but like still like yeah. you know that was a pretty you know bold move like you know from him, and, like you know that was just one of them, you and know then what I mean six like, months later he outdoes himself yes. and trades <laughs> the captain for PK. yes, so it, it is what it is right you know what I mean like but like yeah just like he's been around for so long you know what i mean like he's uh i still believe it like he's still a student of the game like you know the way that you know what i mean like yeah. he watches every players and uh you know like he really like i said it's a family uh affair right you know what i mean like the staff like you know when they meet like you know what i mean like i'm pretty sure that you know what i mean like they're all together all the time they talk you know what i mean like he's he's involved but everybody's involved like you know it's a great organization that's for sure and now his son brian Assistant GM, the next poil coming along here the next few years. He's going to have some. I assume. to assume. Oh That's yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, he's learning from the best, though. You know what I mean? Like, you look in the business, like you know what I mean? Like what he was able to accomplish so far, and uh, uh, you know I mean? He's definitely uh, learning. Uh, you know, the, learning the ropes with uh, f- from the best. That's for sure. So I know you probably watch a game very differently than the fan does. You, you probably see little mistakes. You, you see it as a
0: coach. You see it as a player. And you probably you know, sometimes you're probably going, pulling your hair out, going, oh, my God, why is that guy doing that? Um, sort of stepping backs, so instead of, like, a shift-by-shift, game-by-game sort of analysis of what you see, you know, wh- what is it that you would want to see from this Preds team? Obviously, they're, they're scoring at a ridiculous clip. It's hard to maintain that. What do you want to see over the next week, two weeks, three weeks? They're off to a good start. When you get off to that good start, what do you want to see from a team that tells you, hey, they can maintain it and they get it and it's going to be good at the end of the year?
1: Well, obviously, like I said, uh, you know, so far, like, uh, you know, um, you watch, like, you know, how many games on the road and at home, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's pretty uh, spread out, like, evenly right now. So, like, you're looking you at to make sure that, uh, you know, all the good thing, the power play works on the road but works at home as well, right? You know what I mean, so those are the things right now. Like, you know, we we, uh, we kind of struggle with last year, the power play. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I will definitely uh, take advantage of that right now. Like, you know, things are going well. I want to make sure that, you know what I mean? Like, you keep working on it. Uh, like I said, that maybe sometimes, like, uh, in a pass, uh i'm not talking just just nashville but my career right you know what i mean like uh a lot of coaches like you know kind of let that aside when the things go well right it's like oh we don't have to work on that right now things go well but you know what i mean like a little tune, you know right. in practice but it's hard as well right now that's uh that's something too that uh, you know the fans as to uh sometimes to uh, to understand is that uh you know for me in the past like when i started like we practice like every day we had a lot of practice because <laughs> we didn't play those back to back you know what i mean the schedule was right. not as compact now with the schedule that the, the players have like you know we they don't practice as much right they have to have their rest because uh, you cannot go play like you know three games in four nights you know what i mean like high speed like they do right now right. right you know what i mean like so you need the rest so they don't really have time to practice so uh that's definitely something that uh you know coaches have to take in perspective where right? they do their like you know their months sc- monthly schedule to see where we can have practice and you know right. working on the stuff we have to work on but uh, uh definitely the power play right now is fun to watch mm-hmm. jp dumont thank you so much
0: man for coming out we My really pleasure. appreciate it everybody give him a round of applause ryan porth Braden gall of course Special live brought to you by new amsterdam vodka spring hill heating and cooling Red Spirits and Wine, and of course, special thanks to Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House here in East Nashville for giving us a place to host. This is Smashville Live. Thanks for listening, everybody. ESPN 1025 The Game.